Welcome to the Wet Bandits podcast. That was an original intro tune written by Sam Bird. Over Bruno, bro. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to start that over. That is a really nice like intro lick. Don't you think? It fits perfectly. It's kind of like the... Elevator music. <laughs> <laughs> not not elevator music like um like uh filter yeah, from last week. Yeah. <laughs> that was some real elevator music. Um speaking of last week, uh we for we forgot to do something that I like to do to start every episode. And that's just to ask you what you're listening to. It doesn't have to be related to the typical stuff we talk about on the show. Before we do that though, let's keep backing up and backing up and backing up. We're on Periscope right now. That's the live stuff. That's the uh, unedited, unfiltered version. We'll be on the YouTubes also in a few weeks once we start posting these. And then the traditional podcast. We are the Wet Bandits podcast, two-fifths of the Wet Bandits band. We're a 90s cover band. All of our information can be found at wetbanditsband.com, facebook.com slash wetbanditsband. Look, the handle is Wet Bandits Band, okay? Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff, all the same handle. So that's where you will find us. I don't think I mentioned that at all last week. You might have. I probably did in the first 15 minutes okay. where that we had to re-record. Oh. <laughs> I am officially recording right now, so everything is going according to plan. Yeah. Fantastic. So moving forward now, I forgot last week also to talk about what we're listening to. So right now... What are you listening to? Uh, Load is in my car right now. Tell people what Load is. Load is the sixth studio album by Metallica. Do you have to think about that at all, or do you just know it's the sixth one? Well, I know the Black Album is the fifth. Okay, that's (laughs) easy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, Do you? Can you quickly rank Load? Do you know where it is? In your favorite Ooh. Metallica albums? It, dude, it varies, man. It, yeah. It just depends. If I want some, I don't know. You know, if I want some Thrashers, Red Lightning's going to be my favorite. You know, but if I yeah. want some kind of bluesier tunes, uh, Load, I think, would be up there. Okay. What if I was going to ask you, what do you think gets played the most by you? Like in your car or CD player or whatever. Hmm. I would say, like, Probably Death Magnetic has the most plays. Yeah. Because is that when... What was the first album you listened to that you got into? Uh, That was Injustice for All. Really? That's the very first CD I ever bought. Oh, my God. And you were, like, really into it then? Yeah, yeah. See, that's, like, one of my least favorite Metallica albums. Yeah, it, it kind of is mine, too, because they don't... Um, it, there's just, It's just a lot of... You can't... There's no bass, you know, and... <laughs> Yeah, that's a story for another yeah, day. Yeah. When we go through the whole Metallica discography. Dude, I'm ready. I know. I know you are. Uh, maybe we can talk about the rest of that then. Load was like 96 or 95 or something like that. Uh, I think 96. Yeah. I don't know off the top of my yeah. head. I can't pretend that I do. But uh, it's good. I like it. Yeah. Um, Until It Sleeps is probably my favorite. Off that album yeah. or overall? Off that album. Yeah. It's a sweet song. Yeah. You forget, well, people my age forget 
how sweet that song is because it was the first single oh. off that album. And so, like, kind of like, um, I don't know why Smells Like Teen Spirit's the first thing that comes to mind because that's a bad, bad example. But, like, some songs that are the major single, you forget how good they are because they got overplayed for you. Until It Sleeps is really good. Dude, that bass drum in that song, I just like the drums. I think they're catchy. You mm-hmm. know, because I mentioned that's a perfect ex- example of when I say, like, Lars Ulrich is the Ringo star of metal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I get that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, that's what you're listening to. What I'm are you li- listening to? Man? I'm listening to, um, this is a Joe Chardelli suggestion. Joe Chardelli of the Columbus local band Agent 99, who sometimes subs for us mm-hmm. on keys, he posted on Facebook this this band called Southern Empire, huh. their album called Civilization, which they're like prog rock. Oh, yeah. They're like new prog rock, which I didn't even know. There were, I mean, of course, there are still prog rock bands, but uh-huh. he said it was like the best prog rock album of 2018. So I was like, okay, I'll check this out. <laughs> so I get it in the mail. I turn it over four songs. The first one's nine minutes long. Oh, man. Second one's 13. Third song, 29 minutes long. Dude, that is some prog, bro. <laughs> it's, like, it's like listening to... It, well, <laughs> let me put it a different way. Sometimes when I think about tasks that take a long time, uh-huh. I think to myself, oh, yeah. like, how many times could I watch Batman while I do this? Uh-huh. It's like, wow, a whole Batman and a half of my life just got lost. That one song is an entire episode of a regular television show. Yeah. One song. Um, it's good. It's good. Like, the singer is a little bit... I don't know. It's worth listening to. The, it's a little bit, like, show tunesy, kind okay. of. Like, we were making fun of Joe Satriani and Steve Vai last oh. week and how they kind of sound like television show theme songs. And this is kind of like that, but it's a little heavier. So anyway, that's what's in my car CD player when I'm not catching up on the stuff we have to learn for right. this week, <laughs> obviously. So uh, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Yeah, I didn't forget it. What's our theme for this season? The theme for season two of the Wet Bandits podcast is sophomore albums, which makes sense. It's like our sophomore season. And so we are counting down the five worst and the five best sophomore albums of the 90s. And last week, we said the fifth worst sophomore album was Title of Record by Filter, and the fifth best was Purple by Stone Temple Pilots. And I've had new revelations about both of those since we last, since we recorded. But I think talking about these will allow us to get into that a little bit, mm. especially the fourth worst. The fourth worst album we're going to go mm. over uh, takes me back to some of the stuff that we talked about last week. Namely, how we determine these, right? We talked last week about how <clears throat> how when you're figuring out what the worst sophomore albums are, is it based on how crappy the album is mm. or is it based on how uh, anticipated they yeah. were? And this one, this follow-up that we're going to do to this week was highly anticipated. But what I didn't mention is how title of record really, the only reason that one should be considered is because it was highly anticipated after mm. after Short Bus, oh, which yeah. was their debut. Like, Short Bus wasn't a huge hit. Uh-huh. I don't know how many records it sold, but it had Hey Man, Nice Shot, yeah. which is one of the better, like, heavy songs from, you know, the middle 90s. Mm-hmm. And so title of record was kind of highly anticipated. 
Um, this album, actually, I'm, before we even tell what it is, I'm going to kick you off with 30 seconds just to like season you, okay? Okay, that was 30 seconds from the very first 30 mm-hmm. seconds from Candlebox's first album, self-titled Candlebox. The fourth worst sophomore album we've determined of the 90s is their follow-up called Lucy. And I'll just kick things off. There is nothing on Lucy that matches that first 30 no, seconds. not at all. <laughs> that first 30 seconds kills everything uh-huh. that's on Lucy. Yeah. I don't think there's anything on Lucy that like comes very close mm-hmm. to that. Um, <laughs> I think Sam and I are both worried that we won't have enough to say about this because I texted Sam and my phone is periscoping, so I can't really go back and look. And there was a burp. Oh, burp. There's the second one. Gross. Super gross. <laughs> I texted him and I said, have you been listening to Lucy? It sucks or something Uh like that. And even though I I have to admit that we, we chose this sort of without knowing anything about it. Mm. I knew that it was critically kind of panned and didn't do as well. It it did better than I thought it did. It Mm. it went gold. Oh really? Yeah. I thought like no one bought it. Yeah. I seriously thought that it was anticipated, man. People were like, Oh, they got to get it, and then they... Right, right. Far, they behi- in, bro. Far Behind was, like, one of the biggest, not just rock songs, yeah. but, like, one of the biggest songs of 95 or whatever mm-hmm. it was. 93, 93. Uh, this was 95. And and this is just, like, it's it's a different band, yeah. is what it sounds like. Um, how would you... what Candlebox's first record... How would you how would you describe them if you can? Just kind of like hard rock, like yeah. good rock music. Good rock. Would you call them a grunge band? No. No. I would not either. They are uh I would say a good rock band bordering on metal. Yeah. With kind of a unique singer. Uh-huh. The singer kind of like he kind of raps, but he kind of it's more of a sing than a rap. Right. It's like the 90s version of David Lee Roth. <laughs> Like he's he's nah, doing yeah. yeah he's I mean he's not yeah. as fun as David Lee yeah. Roth, and they take themselves way too seriously, uh-huh. um, but he most of his melodies are just one note most of the time with like a little bit of variation. But mm-hmm. he can sing like Far Behind is a hard song to sing, yeah. so he has ability. He just doesn't write complicated melodies, mm-hmm. and he's I don't know he's. It's it's all it's good. It's it's yeah. good. It's just like metal and there's nothing super unique about it other than like it <laughs> what's unique about it compared to Lucy is that it's good. So yeah. <laughs> Lucy Lucy sounds Sam and I have been doing a little jamming on Sundays to mostly to write kind of a 
impromptu theme song for mm -hmm. this and we do like a little jam where we don't talk about what we're doing we just one of us plays something and the other plays and we make like a little song it sounds like every single song on this album <laughs> is one of those jams <laughs> like it sounds like the band got a couple good ideas yeah. and put them down and made them into a song and then just like left it and then the singer came in after the fact and put his lyrics over yeah. half a song yeah i even think the mix sounds different the mix is terrible yeah. i'm glad you brought that uh -huh. the mix is god awful uh -huh. What did you notice? Because I want to see if we think the same thing. It's just not as punchy, I guess. Not at all. Yeah. And it's not that... And maybe they were trying to go away from this. Like the f like we said, Candlebox is self-titled. There's a lot of reverb. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's not grungy. It's metal, like arena rock. Harder. It's like super hard Pearl Jam yeah. or something. And this one is kind of grungy. Mm -hmm. I guess they really take the reverb off. It's a it's a lot less soaring and it's a lot more like dead. But maybe it's that's deadened. what they were trying to do. To it, I know. Get maybe in that the audience or something. Right. Maybe that is what they were trying to do. I don't know. Yeah. But it did not work. Mm -hmm. It it might have worked if the songwriting was good, but they don't do any riffs. Like yeah. Candlebox. I'm gonna stop saying Candlebox is self-titled. I'm just gonna call it Candlebox. Mm -hmm. So Candlebox is full of like heavy riffing. Yeah. Full of it. And this has none of it. Mm. None of it. There's no, it's all chords and it's all lame. Yeah. Um, I, typically what we do is we we do our um, favorite song, our least favorite song, and our hidden gem. Last week we didn't really do that with, um, with title of record. B because why would we go through all that with when we are admitting we don't really like mm. it? I th we're doing the same thing here. Um, I did pick a favorite song out of it. It was hard to do. I had to listen to this album several times. And there are, to be honest, a couple songs that you're like, okay, mm. yeah, I like this one. And then you realize it doesn't do anything. It's amazing. For, first of all, horrible name for a song. Mm. It's amazing. My God. But it ha it actually has like a cool baseline, yeah. And like um, the progression is neat, but it's four minutes of just that. Mm -hmm. It never changes. It's worth checking out <laughs> if if you want to see a song that like baffles you by how uh, one not one note literally, but it really is just the same thing for four minutes. Vulgar before me, which is the it's kind of the last song. It's like the ballad. But it never picks up. Mm -hmm. Like that song is is cool, and it has a chance to go somewhere, and they just decide not to take it anywhere. You know, it's like a, it feels like a slow build. I hate to say it; it sounds like a monster ballad. Oh yeah, for better or worse. But a monster ballad here would be okay. Mm -hmm. But they don't even pull that off. They just like do a, the verse of a monster ballad, and then they leave it. Um, bothered is another one. Cool riff that doesn't really go anywhere. Mm. So it, this song is full of like missed opportunity. Um, and I mean, there's others too. D could you pick a lamest one before I tell you my favorite? Could you pick a lamest? You do you have the list in front of you of what's on there? I think the first one, man, dude, the first one is terrible. I mean, they're all terrible. Yeah. The first one's bad. I mean, when I pick out an album, I always kind of analyze the first song the most. Sure. Because that's like you put the CD into your car. Mm -hmm. That's what 
the album is. That, yeah. That's your first impression of yeah. the record. So. N- you haven't listened to Candlebox as much as I have. Right. Candlebox, the album. And um, Simple Lessons, that's the first song. It was a single. I I seriously thought that maybe that I didn't know it was if it was possible, but mm. I thought maybe this album had zero singles because I don't remember any of it. But oh. Simple Lessons, according to Wikipedia, got mainstream airplay. Actually, we have the uh, chart position. It went to number five on the mainstream rock charts Jeez. in 95 and 12 on the modern rock charts. And then Understanding got to number 19 on the mainstream rock chart. That song sucks. But Simple Lessons, Simple Lessons is like okay, but it's basically Mother's Dream from Candlebox. So not not in ambiance. If you know Mother's Dream, that song from Candlebox sounds like a, a goddamn nightmare. It's so like uh it's so spacey mm-hmm. and so like spooky, I guess. And then Simple Lessons sounds like the same chords. They, like they took the same chords, just took all the fun out of it, and that is simple lessons. They picked up the tempo a little bit, and they wrote this. Oh, yeah. song. It sucks. It's not for a lead single from an album. Mm-hmm. It's not good, especially with what else was coming out in 1995. Yeah. Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness would come out then or soon after. Allison Chain's third full-length album was coming out then. Um, Pearl Jam had Vitalogy the year before. Mm-hmm. Like it's surrounded by albums that i love yeah and then this is just garbage like it doesn't stand up at all but the third single from this album is best friend and that song is dog crap that song if you know if you know candlebox the band um then (laughs) then you kind of like we've said already they're kind of a they're kind of metal-ish right um and Best friend, I have to bring it up. I I wasn't going to. I don't have it queued up, but I'm gonna play a little bit of it just so you can hear what not Candlebox is not. I have something to say. Yeah. What if this album was just ahead of its time, bro? <laughs> you think that sounds... Like it, that kind of reminded me of like some of early 2000s like emo rock kind yeah. of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they... Maybe it could have been something. That's exact... I, I wouldn't call it ahead of its time because yeah. I don't think that song goes to number one right now. Right. But... <laughs> but, but I think you're on to something. Well, I kind of already said it. It's just a different band. Um. Which you could argue, I guess, oh, they grew. Like they showed, you know, they showed growth, I guess, by trying something different. But you don't get credit just for doing something different. Right. It's got to be good. Yeah. That And that that's like a bad Better Than Ezra song to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the, f- the opening riff kind of sounds 
cool. Yeah. Even though it it sounds like uh, it's it sounds like Get Free. Yeah. By that, you gotta get free. I wanna get free. It's like a grunge blues. By kinda. who are they? Uh, the Vines. Uh, the Vines. I have no idea. Look up "Get Free" by the. I'm pretty sure it's the Vines. It's it's the same riff, mm. and then it goes into like pop rock, bubblegum rock. Yeah, it sucks. It's so bad. So I hate it. We hate it. It's terrible. But if there was one song that I can sort of tolerate, um, I think. I think the best one on here is the second song. It's called Drowned. Sorry, Periscope. I just realized there was no volume in our external speaker. Bro. So this can't go off without a hitch ever. It needs third time's a charm. Uh-huh. But Three times the time, bro. Yeah, but you can listen to the songs on your YouTube on some, you know, simultaneously. You guys have all the ability to move around here. Mm. We're the ones stuck behind this chair or table. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying, bro. So that was Drowned. Um, Dude, I do like their drummer, man. Dude, I was gonna ask you, yeah, um, because I like him too, uh-huh. especially on Candlebox. Yeah, better than on this. Uh-huh. He's kind of, um, I mean, do you like him on Lucy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, I feel like he's kind of castrated on Lucy. Like none of the songs really suit him very well. Yeah. But he's got those cool China symbols yeah. all over Candlebox. He's definitely a metal drummer, bro. Yeah. Right. I like him too. Yeah. I like him. The like the intro to Arrow. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a sweet song too. So. <laughs> Candlebox, the album, full of sweet songs. Lucy, the album, no sweet songs. No sweet songs, bro. Drowned, I think, is the one I can stand the most. It seems it's the most fleshed out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We talked about the mix already, and the mix to this song, or the mix to the album, I think the worst part about it is that the vocals are usually just buried. There are some songs where you seriously can't hear him. Oh. Um, and that's that's in stark contrast mm. to Purple last week. And I, I said I wanted to get into that just quickly. Oh, dude, we forgot to turn on that lamp. Dude. <laughs> um, where was I? Oh, yeah, Purple. Fandits and, and people who have come to see us play and suggest made sound suggestions. 
don't don't be angry when I say this, okay? But when I, I'm running sound for the band and people come up and give me suggestions for what to do, mm-hmm. first of all, 95% of the time, it's that we need more vocals. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. That's because that's the part everybody wants to hear, mm-hmm. right? Josh is the per- our singer. Josh is the performer. And people know the words. And I do not blame you for that. But sometimes people don't know what they really want. Mm-hmm. They think they know what they want, but they don't. And the vocals can be too far out front. And usually usually I have a good idea of where the vocals should be. Mm-hmm. And and the audience usually wants them louder than they should be because it com- becomes a karaoke yeah. performance if the vocals are too far out front. Listen to your albums very closely, and I think you'll realize that the vocals aren't as far in front as you think they are. If Just because you can't understand the words at first blush does not mean mm-hmm. that they're too quiet. With that being said, I was listening back to Purple, and Scott Weiland's vocals are way oh, out really? front. Way out front. So you should you should listen to that yeah. again, and all of you should as well. Because that's an example of of the vocals being the premier part mm-hmm. of the album. But... The instruments don't get lost yeah. somehow. Um, it could just be um, kind of careful, you know, massaging of the levels when he's not singing. Mm-hmm. They probably bring everything else up a little bit, mm-hmm. so it doesn't seem like the volume totally drops out or whatever. Um, but anyway, which we can't do live when I'm playing guitar and running sound. But you get the idea. So way far out in front, but compared to this, th- this is an Lucy is an example of the vocals being t- way too far backed off. And we're almost a half an hour in, so we did a good job talking about Lucy. But I mean, we're done, right? We're done, bro. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> I'll probably never listen to it again. <laughs> I was just gonna <laughs> say the same thing. I bought this album just for this episode, mm-hmm. and I bet I never pop it in a CD player again. Yeah. Never, except maybe to be like, listen to this shit, <laughs> like in a bad way. Yeah. The shit. Yes. All right. Are you ready? For this is what we do in the middle now. Craig's crazy question. Dude. Craig's crazy question of the week. What's I didn't. I didn't prepare. Time, man. Craig. I saw Craig today. Did you? And I. I only have two questions from him. The one we did last week and this week. I said, "You got Craig. You got to prepare more questions with mm-hmm. a C." He was like, "Okay, I'll have more for you soon." But this one might take some more thinking on your part. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Craig's crazy question for this week is, and you all at home think of it too. Maybe tweet it at us. Dude, that would be sweet. Yeah. Tweet it at Wet Bandits Band. You won't do it. <laughs> you won't. You're too afraid to do it. Because you know that we'll, I don't know. I, was, I thought we'd challenge I'll people. take a shot. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. I'm joking. I know. <laughs> the question for the week is, if you could strike one song from existence, like from ever happening, you go back in time and some song never happens what would you pick like a serious song like an actual song or like i mean yeah, i guess you could pick the chicken dance or something but that's not like very a blues fun blues song or something <laughs> no let's say it has to be um let's say it has to be a mainstream radio song so you can't pick like a kids television show song yeah it would ha- Probably, I'm going to try to like narrow it down here. Okay. It Start with a pop song. Okay. And just one of those annoying, like, tell me, baby. Or, you know, yeah. hey, I just met you. 
Oh crazy. yeah, call me maybe. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, baby's a Chili Pepper song. That song's badass, bro. <laughs> but that—that's what I would pick. Really? Yeah. Just like that. Just like that, man. Have you ever? Um, well, maybe not just. I was like gonna that. say, have you ever met like a a tasty backstage Betty, who's just like, I don't know, hot to trot, and just her favorite jam comes on, and you're like. This is headed the right way for me now. <laughs> I mean, no. But if that ever happened, uh-huh. what I'm what I'm getting at is sometimes you need those songs. Like yeah. sometimes there is a time and a place for fun songs that w- guys like us hate, right? Yeah, like a famous rock song that comes on the radio. Like I don't know. Now I I guess I guess your argument to that might be something like. There's a million songs like that, yeah. so you don't need "Call Me Maybe." But uh, my argu- my retort would be, well, if if it didn't really solve anything, then what good did it do by being mm. wiped from the earth? Oh yeah, you know, um, it's tough. This is a, this is, is a really tough, hard bro. question. So <laughs> there's a couple ways that I looked at it. I kind of looked at it the way you did. Like, what's a just an awful yeah. song that? Um, that just my life would have been better without it. And then I tried to I tried to also think of bands that I like, mm. whose maybe like their career trajectory oh, okay. was kind of like ruined by some song. That's a better approach. Out. Yeah. Um. And and I'm still not like a hundred percent sure of of which way I would go. I mean, every. Every band that that I like has put out a bad song or two. Mm. I think the one I would wipe from the earth is Wishlist by Pearl Jam. I don't know that one. That's good. It's it's probably it's just like the most lazy, yeah, annoying, crappy single. It was it was a 90s song. It came off Yield, which mm. is their 1998 release. And it's to m- I it wouldn't change anything, of course, if if it hadn't come out. But it to me it signaled a change and I still like Pearl Jam. I like their new stuff okay. But to me it signaled a crossover from we are a grungy like arena rock band. Yeah to we are this generation's grateful dead oh you know like it's mellow they, they kind of did go that way a little bit yeah well here's another um thing um look at metallica saying anger oh my god you know? that's a great example you might have to wipe that whole album Dude, but i like it i can't <laughs> <laughs> i can't tell him i hate him man mm-hmm. yeah but that's a that's a good call yeah. like for because that did change him in a way, you know. Yeah, it did. But they ended up coming back. Yeah, dude, hard. Yeah, Pearl Jam is still like, just kind of. I st- like I said, I still like it, but it's meh. Yeah, a lot. It. I mean, they haven't written uh, "No Code" since "No Code," mm. and which was the last thing before that album came out that had "Wishlist" on it. So, yeah. I think I'd strike "Wishlist." But the worst pop song of all time is still Summer Girls by LFO. I don't know that one. I think it's called, I'm pretty sure it's called Summer Girls. It's the one that goes like, I like girls who wear Abercrombie and Fitch. 
See, something like that. that wish. Yeah. And it has the reason it sucks so bad is because the verse just has a bunch of like it's kind of like it has a line that has a point in the song and then they just throw something in that rhymes. Uh-huh. It's like I don't know what the actual lyric is, but it's like the first line is something like I asked her if you want to go out with me. And then the second line is the great Larry Bird jersey 33. Like, what the hell is the matter with you? It was some uh, weird poem format. Don't give them an excuse. <laughs> that is god awful. <laughs> so that's the worst song of all time, by the way. And that's Craig's crazy question for the week. I hope there. when I Dude, get Craig my phone get back. Here, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Craig, if you want to be on the show. You know, you know who Craig likes a lot? Who? Foo Fighters. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. You two would get along. Dude, yeah. Dave Grohl, bro. Mm-hmm. So that's it for Craig's crazy question this week. And now we get to the meat. We get to the fourth best sophomore album of the 90s. This takes me back to Anthony Tenney's car. Anthony Tenney was that friend of yours who was the oldest oh, and yeah. was the first to drive. And so when you had open lunch at Grandview Heights... Anthony took you to Wendy's or wherever, and or on a long lunch to Pizza Hut, to the buffet, bro. Oh, nice. Then you got heartburn for cross country practice. Anyway, this album came out, and it took. I don't know if it actually took the world by storm, but it was highly anticipated and effing delivered. Yeah. Um. This this album is. Sam brought this for visual purposes. This is Evil Empire by Rage Against the Machine, the fourth best sophomore album of the 90s. There, if you're not familiar with Rage Against the Machine, it could be because you are a naysayer like I once was. I was I, When this album came out, I listened to it uh-huh. because I was in Anthony's car. Yeah. But I was very anti-Rage Against the Machine. Really? My girlfriend at the time was really into it, mm. especially when the music video came out for Bulls on Parade. Yeah. Very into it. And I was just like, nah, it's rap. Yeah. Which is just like a douchey thing for a guy who doesn't know anything about a band mm. to say. And then when I was working at my high school job, when we'd closed down, uh, all, my fr- all of our friends worked at the same place. Mm. And we'd listen to the Rage Against the Machine's first album, and that's where I like... That's where I realized, like, hey, wait a minute. These guys rock. These guys rock super hard. Mm-hmm. Even though it's, there's rapping. There's no singing. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. It rocks so hard. Yeah. When were, when, do you remember getting introduced to it? Do you know? Dude. Guitar Hero 3, bro. R- what was the song I'm talking Bulls on Parade. Really? And you had to battle Tom Morello, bro. That's, well, that's how you know it's a video game. You had the guitar battle. No one can beat Tom yeah, Morello. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Several times, yeah. actually. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, there's. We should just get into the songs because yeah. otherwise, that will we can gush about it forever. I'll let you go first and take the thunder again. We do. Uh, we're gonna call it something different because we usually go favorite song, least favorite song, yeah, and hidden Raddest. gem. Hidden gem. No, let's let's go alliterate different. with alliteration. Let's call it baddest. Baddest. And busted. 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 So th- what's the baddest song for you on this album? 
Are we talking about the singles? Doesn't matter. Just overall. Overall, yeah. dude. Bulls on parade, bro. I think. I think we're in agreement. Bam. Hey, let me try to count this off. One, one, two. Hold two. on. You Sam's gonna count it off. Here we go. Actually, it's gonna be less about you counting it off and me hitting play at the yeah. right time. But I'm ready. One, two, three, four. <laughs> The closest thing to a rap song that I know all the words to. Yeah. Every single one. Yeah. Oh, that riff is so hard. Dude, it's <laughs> hard, bro. <laughs> that that is the the best thing about Rage and the worst is that they just have one guitar and one bass. Yeah. And it, on their albums, the riffs are so heavy and it's not the same live. Uh, oh, I see what you're It's saying. still good. Dude, they the tone of the guitar and the tone of the bass complement each other so well. Mm-hmm. You know, just, it's insane. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. So hard to recreate. I, I've played that song live before. And it, oh, really? It's not the same. Mm. And I, I have to, I'm going to play around with this a little bit, so bear with us. You're going to hear some stuff that isn't, that I'm not intending you to hear as I go back and forth, but you got to hear the end of this song. Oh, I pretty much lined it up perfectly. Oh my god, that song's so sweet. That the end, I mean the whole song is I we used we said some some song was perfect last week. Oh my gosh, that song's so good. Is that top it? Yeah. Bulls on Parade, I I don't know if I I don't think I've ever ranked like a top 10 songs. Mm. But Bulls on Parade is definitely top 10. Really? Definitely. It's Rage's best song. Yeah. Like they have a ton of killer songs. Yeah. That's the best one. Mm. And it's mostly I mean, the riff is it, yeah. but the very end that I just played where he, you know, he d- he does the beginning part where it's just the crashes uh-huh. and then the, you know, kind of adds m- or changes it. Yeah. And then he changes it at yeah. the end, which Brad Wilk does all the yeah. time. That's yeah. like his thing is, and it's genius and no other band does it. Uh-huh. And I don't know if it's, it's partly because 
I think Rage is so riff-based. Mm. It's easier to apply his drum style to that yeah. kind of, you know, more wide-open, like, spacey riff rock. But all he does is just halftime or mm. double-time. Like, he'll just change... He'll just hit the drums more often, yeah, and it becomes like a different song. Yeah, dude, he, Brad he does Wilkes it all the time. Bro. Yeah, does it bug you at all? Because when I listen, their third album is the Battle of Los Angeles. Yeah, and a lot of those songs start with like it's a lot of just eighth or sixteenth yeah. note hits, and. I used to think like, oh, Brad Wilkes getting lazy, mm-hmm. and then you go back and listen. He actually does that a lot on this album too. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, uh, I think um, if you watch him play live in like '93, he mm-hmm. only has like a three piece. Oh yeah, he doesn't even have like a rack tom in some of the shows. Nice. So I think he's trying to be like really simplistic, mm-hmm. but kind of catchy at the same time. Dude, he rocks real yeah. hard. Yeah. Oh my god, that song is so sweet. The like whatever the envelope filter they use on the bass that makes it like talk like uh, wow wow yeah wow. Um, that's a wah pedal in the in the middle where it's just the guitar but then when the bass comes in and you still hear like bow bow like mm. oh my god there's so much cool stuff about that dude so I was thinking about Tom Morello mm-hmm. and I think like I just f this up man because for some reason I thought Jimi Hendrix was in the seventies but he's not he's in the sixties bro let's well. Well, anyway, I was just like, he's like that uh, obscure guitar player of his, uh, of that decade, you know, like Eddie Van Halen was of the 80s, Tom Morello mm-hmm. was the 90s, Jimi Hendrix was the 60s and 70s, I don't know. Yeah, what do you mean by obscure? Like they just invented a new way to play it. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, yeah. It's very innovative, you know. Super. Yeah. Super innovative. I don't know what, I don't know who the 70s version would be. I, like, it, I, I would like to say it would be Jimmy Page, but he mm-hmm. he just kind of played it well, you know? He didn't, like... Yeah. I think a lot of guitar players would say, like, Jeff Beck. Oh, Even yeah. though he spans a long time period, too. Yeah. But he's a he's a contemporary of Jimmy Page. Yeah. They played in the Yardbirds yeah. together. And I think a lot of guitar players um, say that respect his, like, innovations. Yeah. But I think a lot of people watching and listening don't know who Jeff Beck is. Yeah. He's... Um, but yeah, he's the real deal. Jimmy Page did play with the violin bow, though. That's true. You know, that's, that's true. Crazy. Kind of gimmicky, though. I mean, if Jimmy Page invented the like different way to play mm-hmm. the guitar, Tom Morello perfected it. Oh yeah. So the, every Rage album, they they make sure to make a note in the liner notes. I'm actually gonna pull it out so I can get it correct. I hope it doesn't take me long to find it. Um, every time they put out an album. It's oh, it's taking me too long. I thought I would find it like right away. Um, they say they say something to the effect of all songs on the album are made by voice and guitar, bass, and drums. Hmm. And the the reason being that they want you to know that Tom Morello is an insane creator of oh, guitar yeah. sounds. So he does all kinds of like weird stuff that. <laughs> that sound like synthesizers or sound like something that was, you know, put together for the specific purpose of like being in a cartoon and, and it's just coming from his guitar. Here's the best example from this album is, is a song called revolver, which sounds like this. Mm -hmm. 
And then the song just starts like killing it. Dude, what happened to Mother Earth? <laughs> <laughs> we did. What have we done? We didn't do anything, did we? <laughs> what if <laughs> humanity cage? Humanity. What have we done to Mother Earth? All the horror. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> Before I go through the entire. <laughs> Tenacious D bit. All the horror. It's, now's not the time for fucking impressions, Gage. <laughs> okay, back to uh, back to Evil Empire. So that's what Tom Morello does. He's known for uh, making his guitar do weird sounds. The, the creation of Rage was supposed to be like a hip hop band that just used guitar and bass and oh, drums. Really? Yeah. Um, but obviously, a spe- this album actually realizes that a little, b- little bit better. There are a lot of songs that sound like old school rap songs. Yeah. Um, their first album, though, is just like a metal record yeah. that had a rapper. Still awesome. Yeah. I might even say better than this one. Yeah, I think I like that one too. There's more, um, like, variation to it. I, th- I think there's more. Um, Different kinds of songs. You know, I kind of disagree. Yeah. I think this one, and that's partly, not that, not that, go ahead. ahead. I I just think there's, uh, the tempos are more closer together. Oh, that's probably true. You know what I mean? That's true. Um, And I can see why that would, you know, be front and center for you. For me, I just think the first album sounds more like, 10 songs that are the same oh yeah with the except there's one song uh settle for nothing mm. the fourth song that's i i hate it it's just would you wipe it off the planet though no because it didn't ruin their career for some reason rage the fourth song on their album a lot of times is not good this one is good revolver is fourth on this and oh, that's yeah. good that's the one you just heard clips of every song on this is good but if you had to pick a bad one well, we're calling this the bust, busted, busted, busted. What what song on this um, would do you think is your least favorite, dude? Without a face, bro. All right, let's hear that. I didn't mic. I didn't mute our mics for that, but that's okay. People like to hear your voice in the middle of the song. You think so? Totally. 
See that even that song like yeah, it's that, not bad. That's yeah. one of the ones I would use as an example of one that's supposed to sound more like old school rap. You know, it's just got Definitely. that and just rapping over the bass line. But then it gets to the chorus and it's yeah. like, wow, I don't know. And then in classic rage fashion, it does a bunch of this. Again, probably not queued up at just the right moment, but we're gonna it gets hard at the end. <laughs> Tasty, that's bro. so good but it's your least favorite you had to pick it that's yeah. the least favorite this one sort of in the same vein this one is called wind wind below it's my least favorite my my busted busted In an album full of awesome songs, I had to pick one to be my least favorite, and that that's it. I still like it. To me, the verse is the weakest. Yeah. That style of rage kind of carries over into the battle. Mm-hmm. You, know, n- you know, that kind of structure, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, which, you know... That's the good kind of growth, uh-huh. not the Candlebox kind of growth. No, That's no, the good not, kind. No. You're still the same band. Yeah. You're just doing something a little different. Right. So that one's my least favorite. It has a cool part at the end, too. In fact, when I was trying to whittle down these songs to my least favorite, a lot of it was based on, again, a very rage thing. They almost, again, I keep saying again, um, What what helps with this kind of band and the songs they write is because they're so riff based, you can kind of just take two completely different ideas and end up putting them in the same song. They do that a lot. Mm. Like they'll hit a note and just hold it out like, and then they just put a tack, a different song at the end. Yeah. yeah. So they do that a lot. And I had to basically pick like what, which of these tack on songs do I like the least? And this, and uh, wind below was it. That's kind of like the metal in them though. You know, like oh, totally. The Sabbath. Yeah, and know. it's cool. Like, yeah. more bands should do it. Yeah. Because they could, they just don't. But anyway, Wind Below is still good, just my least favorite. Which brings us to Hidden Gems. So, Hidden Gems, for those that don't know, who haven't, if you haven't listened to us yet, if this is your first episode, get with the program already. Dude, get okay. It going. Yeah. Um, I did not look up. Thank God. Thank God my laptop is connected to the internet this time because I can look up what the singles were. The singles from Evil Empire 
obviously, were Bulls on Parade first. Second, People of the Sun. Third, I think, let me try to get these in order for you guys. Um, <laughs> oh, this is so unprofessional. I don't have it in order. I'm just going to tell you what they were. Bulls on Parade, People of the Sun, Vietnam, Tire Me, Down Rodeo, Year of the Boomerang. Holy moly. That's a lot of singles. So, Sam, you can't pick from those. That only leaves you with Revolver, Snake Charmer, Without a Face and Wind Below, which we already said were, were our least favorite, and Roll Right. So, out of those, which one is your hidden gem? Dude, Snake Chamber, Charmer. And Snake Chamber. Tell the people why you like that one as your Dude, hidden gem. Brad Wilkes snare mm -hmm. in that. Just it really shines, you know, but that thing is tasty. Mm -hmm. You always just like the songs for their drums. Dude, yeah, yeah. But so, the the bass. Boom, yeah. boom, boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Which, if, if you went into a studio and you were like, hey, write a bass line, and this guy just yeah. started going, just boom, the attitude boom, of boom, doing boom. that. And that's the thing. Is like You'd the, be like, that sucks, bro, but it's awesome. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> fuck it, man. You know? <laughs> Here I go. This is what we're about, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it is sweet. I mean, it's almost, I can see where this format is headed as we just talk about albums that are good, because it's, it's, not interesting to just yeah. keep talking about how good something is, but please just like pick up this album and yeah. treat yourself. Um, we we let or I let Sam go first, so I'm not stealing thunder. I was totally wrong. <laughs> I can't. I don't know how to read Wikipedia. Apparently, there were only three singles off this album. 
the first three songs, People of the Sun, Bulls on Parade, and Vietnam. And uh, the other ones were either on soundtracks or promotional singles, which is good for me because my coming into here, my hidden gem was Down Rodeo. out before the swear word but anyway you think i'm gonna let that song go without getting to the end that's sweet you are wrong So tasty, dude. That was so tasty. I licked my cl- plate clean, bro. <laughs> I didn't know what you were gonna say, <laughs> but yeah, I would have also licked my plate yeah. clean with all the tastiness. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, the the riff is sweet. Yeah. Everything about that song is sweet. Um, it is uh, the most intense lyric, probably. On the whole thing, like rolling down Rodeo Drive with a shotgun. With a pocket uh, full of shells. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's what... Pocket full of shells is one thing. First of all, that is from the perspective of the oppressed, right? Mm. I mean, kind of everything Rage does is from the perspective of the oppressed. But, like, they're talking about other people um, sort of, like, rallying around you. And they have weapons or whatever mm. like down rodeo is like i'm driving down the most expensive street in beverly hills and looking at people who haven't seen black people since their grandparents bought a slave and i have a shotgun with me like that that's an intense lyric Damn. right um but you know whatever i was a 16 year old kid in suburban columbus we all were well, you weren't, but you know what I mean. When I was in Anthony's car, we all were. But it it rocks so hard. How high did you have it turned up? Oh, probably to 11. Yeah. I, I mean, I assume his car stereo went to yeah. 11. I mean, it, 
He would have been a true rocker if it didn't. You know? Right, right. So that's it. That's it for all the Rage Against the Machine today. Again, we we touched on Lucy from Candlebox is the fourth worst sophomore album of all time. And I, frankly, I don't know how we can find three that are worse than that. I'm not even going to try, bro. Well, I'll tell you how it's going to happen. What's going to happen is the albums, I, I just can't imagine they're worse. I do know what they are. Dude. So I can tell you straight up they're not worse. Can you give me a hint, bro? Um, hmm. For next week? I'll give you a hint for next week. Um, are you going to guess what they are, or do you just want me to tell you and then let everyone wonder? I don't know. Okay. For next week, um, we have covered we have covered them before in the Wet Bandits. Uh, they are definitely hard rock. They definitely evolved a lot. Dude, REM. No. Um, good guess, but no. You're Live. Way, you're way off. Um, so next week, we will cover that band. I'm, you'll just have to find out what it is um, when the time comes. Sam, I'll tell you, as soon as we turn off the recording, All right. okay, we will see everyone next week. Periscope people, we'll see. Who knows when we'll see you? It'll be soon. But for now, we'll take you out with what is it? Two young boys? Two young boys, bro. Spelled with a Z, son. Two young boys. Get wet. I got a story. Story once was told. Two young boys go and they sold their souls And I got a story A story it once was told Two young boys go into the liquor store Where they sold their souls Hey, yeah Story.